Okay, so we studying Derech Hashem, and we're we're studying Derech Hashem, and we're about to begin the third chapter in the first section, and that chapter deals with the 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 title of the chapter is Bemin Ha'enoshi, with with humanity, with a human being. What is a what is a human being all about? And what I'd like to do is I'd like to go through the text word for word and try to come up with a, an understanding of what's going on. So the Ramchal, the Ramchal discusses the Ramchal discusses the nature of, of man. Now the way Derech Hashem works is you always start off at the, the largest, most general principles and then he narrows it down, narrows it down, narrows it down, narrows it down. So previously he discussed in the first two chapters the nature of the Creator, the nature of creation, and now we're going on to the the focal point of creation, which is man. Let's let's read in the words of the Ramchal what he has to say. We've already we've already mentioned. Again, it's the classic way of the commentators, the writers, when they write um, in their works, they always use a plural form as a sign of humility, and therefore it doesn't say I already mentioned, or I already wrote, but it's a sign of humility. And what did what did he speak about previously? That man is that creation that was created, to cleave to Hashem. The purpose of the creation of man was in order to develop a connection to Hashem, to the creator of the, all the worlds. And this creation, Hamuteles Baina Shlemus. And this creation is suspended between completion, perfection, and lacking, deficiency. And the ability is within the hands of the person to acquire that completion. In order for this plan to work, the choice of whether this completion will be achieved or not is put into the hands of man himself. Because if it would be imperative that man would be imperative to always choose the correct choice. In other words, if man would be instinctively good, robotically good, so then so then, you could never accredited the perfection that he would have chosen to do with any relationship to his own identity. If a person is programmed to do something, so then the gains that he achieves um, in his life are not because of him, it's because of the programmer, the person that programmed him to do those things. But if a man is not programmed, he could go either way, and then he decides to um, incline himself in the way of of shleimus of of completion. So then it's uh, for sure under his credit. But if not, he wouldn't be called the owner of his own perfection. He's not the owner. Because he was compelled by another to acquire it. This is, a, as an aside, a very interesting point of education. Um, when you're educating a person, so obviously the goal is if you want them to to 
to learn the lesson or to develop the skill. So then the goal of the educator is to provide the person with an opportunity to do the right thing, even though he's not compelled to do it, and to give him the wherewithal, the understanding, the consciousness of what the right way is to go. But he can't force him to do the right thing, because ironically, if you're always forcing someone to do the right thing, so then you are present in those choices, and he is vacant. And when your presence is removed, so then essentially you've left nothing but an empty clee. So that again is the whole nature of the creation of man, that nothing's pushing us to be anything. It's totally dependent on our own choices. Um, as it, going back to the words of Ramchal, so he'd be compelled by someone else to acquire that good. And therefore the person that gave him that koyach, in this case, it would have been the Creator. He is the master of their goodness. And therefore, the ultimate intention of creation would have been defeated, would not have been maintained, if a person would have been compelled to do only the right thing. He has to be given the opportunity to do, to do both right and wrong. Then, when he does the right thing, it's his very own. He chose it. It wasn't thrust upon him by another. Okay. And that's why there is, of course, the nature of freedom of choice. That his inclination could go either way. It's equally weighted to both sides. And it doesn't incline in one way more than the other. And he will then have the power of choice to choose with consciousness and volition, either way he chooses. And also, it will be within his potential, within his capability, to acquire either side that he would choose. A person was created with two inclinations. One, Yetzir Tov, towards the good, and the second one, Yetzir towards the bad. And the choice is within his hand. And he can then incline himself to the way that he chooses. So what actually comes out from this, this paragraph in the Ramchal is that a person is created with choice, and choice... Um, makes him into what's called a Tzilem Elokim. A Tzilem Elokim means he's the image of God. Um, again, the purpose of creation was to create man so that he could connect to Hashem. And the way he connects to Hashem is by, as it were, resembling Hashem in, him, in, his, in his actions in this world. And there's two ways that that resemblance takes place. It takes place in just like Hashem has no one, as it were, telling him what to do. What Hashem does, He does because He wants to do it. It's His own choice. So too we are like many creators that we can choose what we want to do. We can make clear choices about um, what decisions to make in our life. That's one way we resemble the Creator. Now, the second consequential point of resembling the Creator is that when we make the choice which pushes us in the direction of completion, so then not only in the mechanism do we represent the creator that just like he can choose freely we can choose freely but even in the content of what we are we become closely aligned to the creator just like he is 
contains perfection if we make the right choices so then we contain perfection so it's interesting you could have one without the other and uh, you could have the mechanism of choice and then you can make the wrong choices and then your as it were creative resemblance will actually pull you to be very far from the creator so the necessary there's no necessary consequence to being like the creator in this way and therefore it will make you like the creator in that way rather you're given the same power of the creator, but then you can either choose to become like the creator in terms of the choices you make, or Khalila, not so. Okay, let's move on to let's move on to Sif base and see what happens to man's status as time goes on. Base Ulam Nishlam Karoi. In order for this intention this matter to be completely and uh, adequately fulfilled. In other words, in order to create the being that will have this potential, the mechanism um, to affect the choice and then the capacity to integrate the choice once the good choice or Khalila, the bad choice once it's been made. So it was necessary that a person be made up of two radical opposites from a soul which is even though often the word seichel um, is sometimes translated as intellect or intellectual but it's most um, commonly used in the words of the, the, the early Akhrani let's say the Maharal or the Ramchal to mean what we would probably translate as, as spiritual so spiritual and pure soul and a body which is physical and um, means like uh, um, misty foggy uh, it's the opposite of like refined and uh, something in the, in the connotation is um, thick grob so you've got these two complete opposites you've got this really lofty soul and this really base body so a person's going to have these two disparate components and each one will incline itself in its direction the body will seek materialism and the soul will seek spirituality so now you basically set up the perfect situation for a war to occur <laughs> you take two mortal enemies you put them in the same territory the person and you say okay guys off you go well obviously what's going to happen is the body's going to say let's go to the bar and the soul's going to say well let's go to shul and now you're going to have this tug of war who's going to win so a battle will result between these two warring factions. But even in such a way that if the Neshama manages to get the upper hand to win, so the Neshama will gain the upper hand and that will create a elevation for the soul itself and the body will be dragged along with it. So there will be this purification process happening where the person will be transforming into a more dominant spiritual being and a less physical being. And this person will start to be 
gain the completion of the destined perfection. And if the person lets himself go in order that the material should, uh, the, the physical should overcome him, the body will become lowered and the soul will become lowered with the body. Um, so, and um, sorry, wrong line. The body will be lowered and the soul will be lowered with it. And the person who follows his body will be not fitting for perfection and he'll be pushed away from it. But also to this person will be the capacity to lower his, to put down his material desires in the face of his spiritual neshama. And to acquire the shlemus, the perfection as we've mentioned. So there's a few interesting things in this paragraph which you can maybe just briefly speak about. Um, the one is, there's an interesting diuk in the, in the words, when he describes the victory of the neshama, he describes that the neshama will triumph. And when he describes the victory of the body, he says, if a person leaves himself go, there's an implication over here that the body will triumph if you don't try to do anything. In other words, if you leave yourself to your default setting, it seems to be from the Ramchal that the natural consequence, the direction it will go in is in the direction of um, the Choymer. It's not, it implies, that if you let the Choymer beat you, um, it sounds as if it's not the same kind of, you don't have to activate the Choymer, you don't have to activate it, it will, you just have to let it go and it will beat you. Um, that's one interesting thing. And it seems to be that that last sentence, for the Adam Yechoyles, um, it seems to be speaking even post facto, even even this person who, who's, who's actually fallen prey to the Choymer, so he'll have the capacity. Still, he'll have the capacity to to reverse it. Um, that's one way of reading it. Or else you could read it that the is just a sum up of the general paragraph of what's going on. Rabbi Verati writes a commentary on the book. He he makes another point about that same that same sentence. He says, "If a person lets the material conquer him, lets the physical conquer him." Um, as opposed to the phrase "im neshama," if you if you increase the power of the neshama, um, in in the one it makes the person the active party uh, when it speaks about neshama, and when it speaks about the the victory of the material, it makes the person passive. So the point he brings out is, you see that the essence of a person is the neshama. So you activate your neshama. Um, but the essence of a person is not the material. So the material will the, the, the material will rule over you. You aren't the material. Material is a thing that will rule over you. I think that's pretty interesting and that ends Sif base.